What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour and another year of the Andy Slater Show. It is Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024. And I'm so happy to have you along for the ride. Back at it again. I hope all of you had an epic New Year's Eve, a great New Year's Day. The holidays, unfortunately, are now in the rearview mirror, and we've got at least when we started the year, 366 days ahead of us. Because yes, this is a leap year. And we're leaping right into, I wish I could say the same thing that we had in 2023 sports-wise. But the way the Dolphins played on Sunday, what are we leaping into? I think we all knew that it would be very difficult to not only top, but just match what we had in 2023. That was a year for the ages. 20, 30, 40 years from now, when I reflect back on my career, I'm going to almost certainly mention that time, that run. All the madness that happened, it was one of the best, it was one of the most fun times in South Florida sports. I know we're going to have more fun ahead of us, but for all of the teams to do it in the same season, incredible. My apologies to Nova Southeastern who did bring it all home, but none of our major teams, none of them had a parade. None of them were able to cap off their seasons with a title. Maybe we'll get one in 2024. Maybe we won't have all of our teams back to almost championship land. But if we can get one of them to win, just one of them to go a step further, to do a little more, and to make 2024 ever so slightly more epic than the one that came before it, well, let's do it. Of course, the team that would mean the most, more than any other, That would be the team who's the main focus of this show right now, the Miami Dolphins. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl. And I really thought before Sunday afternoon, the Super Bowl was within reach. And look, it still is. I mean, technically, it still is. But right now, they're going to fight for the division on Sunday night. So this will be. Sunday night, one of the most important games in years for the Miami Dolphins. They're in no matter what. Maybe they'll go to Kansas City if they lose, which you would think, oh, gosh, no way do you want to go to Kansas City. Going to KC may not be that bad. I'm not talking about weather-wise, but the team they would face if they lost to the Bills, they look like they could be handled by many teams in the NFL. I have a lot to get to Dolphins wise. I'm just glad I'm here with all of you today. I'm glad you're here with me. If you followed me on social media over the weekend on Instagram, on Twitter, everywhere, I had one heck of a trip. I told you what I was attempting to pull off and I pulled it off. I barely pulled it off. Friday, I took the day off, and I flew in the morning to New York. 
I didn't want to mention it on the show because sometimes my mother does tune in and I was going to New York to surprise her. So I couldn't say it here on the airwaves. So I flew to New York on Friday. I surprised my mom and she was definitely surprised. I've got the surprise up on my IG and also my TikTok. It's got tons of views on TikTok. TikTok is crazy. Maybe I should start using that more this year. So Friday, I was in New York. Saturday morning, I flew from JFK to Chicago. And I was hanging out with some friends in Chicago, watched the Saturday night game in Chicago, had a great dinner, uh, went to the casino in Chicago. I really had a good time in Chicago. That was Saturday. Then Sunday morning at 8 a.m., I had a flight from Chicago to Baltimore. Everything was going fine. The plane was landing in time to get to Chicago to be ready and then go to Baltimore. Well, for the first time in 2023, at least this winter season, it started snowing in Chicago right when I was at the airport. And it's a long story, but... A spirit plane, not mine, I don't take that. A spirit plane was blocking the gate, getting de-iced. The plane that I was going on couldn't get to the gate, so it had landed. The people had to sit on the plane on the tarmac for about an hour because this stupid spirit plane was blocking our gate. And while my plane was sitting there for an hour, it's getting snowed on and snowed on, And then it had to wind up getting de-iced. We had to go to the icing pad. It was a complete disaster. And I'm sitting on the plane. We're waiting to get de-iced. And I said to myself, there's no way I'm going to be able to get to the game. I'm flying to Baltimore. I'm going to have to go from the airport in Baltimore And just take an Uber straight to the airport in Washington, D.C. Because that's where I was leaving from. There were no nonstop flights from Baltimore to Miami at night to be able to get me home in time in Miami for New Year's Eve. Things got sped up a little bit. I landed in Baltimore about 1.10 p.m. Jetted over from the airport. I don't even remember being in the Baltimore airport. I couldn't tell you anything about it. I got out of the plane. I darted to... The exit, and I caught an Uber. I get in the Uber, and the guy says, you're going to the stadium, right? It was like 125. I said, yeah. He goes, oh, okay, this is my first time going to the stadium on game day. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You talk about getting a rookie at the wrong time. So he made a wrong turn. I finally get to the stadium. It was like 15 minutes away. I get there about 1.40, pick up my credential. Thankfully, I was still able to grab it. And I get to the press box about 1.45, 1.50 p.m. And it's a beautiful stadium inside. Outside's like whatever. Inside, beautiful. And I'm watching the game, and the Dolphins are ahead. And the minute I get in my seat, they completely collapse. And you know what happened the rest of the game. It was horrible. 
And I wound up leaving the stadium about 3.45, went across the street, got a taxi. Guy was like, hey, Washington, D.C., 150 bucks. I'm like, let's go. Ubers, they kept canceling on me. They're like, oh, we're not going to Washington, D.C. So I got into the taxi, went to Washington, D.C., got to the airport. Flight was delayed about an hour, got on the plane, made it home, landed about 10 p.m., got home, and had New Year's Eve in the house in Miami. And then yesterday, I flew from Miami to where I am now, and that's in Medellin. I'm doing the show here today. I'm doing it the rest of the week here. And then, most likely, headed back to Miami on Saturday because, yeah, there's a big game Sunday night at Hard Rock Stadium. I got two options. Actually, I got three options. One option is just stay here in Medellin and watch the game and be surrounded by my friends. That's one option. The second option is go to Miami and go to the game at Hard Rock Stadium. That's a pretty good option. The third option is go to Miami and go watch the game at the Hard Rock Sports Bar which is inside Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Those are my three options. I'm leaning towards option two or three, not option one. For those of you that have been tuned into this program and have followed me for many, many, many years, you know I like going to the big events. If a game means something, I like being there. I also love being here in Colombia. But when it comes playoff time, things get a bit complicated with my travel schedule, where I'm doing the show from. I like to bring all of you with me. I like to do the show from wherever the big event is. It could be done at the last minute where I'm flying there. Things are up in the air right now here in January with the Miami Dolphins. I wish they weren't up in the air. I wish we knew, hey, the Dolphins, yeah, they beat the Bills. They win the division and get the number one seed. But now that can't happen because of the complete disaster that took place in Baltimore Sunday afternoon. But the season's not over. Over? Did you say over? It's not. So we got to get into a discussion. Even though I'm going to be the only one talking. I got things to say, but I can't until this hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. As I said, the season is not over. Yes, there is major criticism that the Miami Dolphins should face. Sunday's game was a complete debacle. It was badly done by this team. Offensively, defensively, special teams, coaching, none of it was good enough. It felt like a gigantic wasted opportunity. And now there's a ton of injuries. There were a lot before, now there's even more. However, the reality is, The last game of the NFL regular season 
It'll be Sunday night. The last game on the entire schedule in the league, it's Sunday night in Miami. Miami Gardens, to be exact. It's there at Hard Rock Stadium. The AFC East will be on the line. The Miami Dolphins still have a chance to win the division. I remember being on here a month and a half ago. You can go back to the podcast. Forget about the division. The division's a foregone conclusion. The Dolphins have it. Well, they don't. The AFC East is on the line Sunday night. And for the Miami Dolphins to capture it, they've got to beat Josh Allen. They've got a chance to clinch a home playoff game. I know the Bills are favored. It's a road game for them, and they're favored. I know Dolphins fans are not too happy right now, but the Dolphins still have a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yes, I am. They lost the top seed. They won't be the number one seed in the AFC. So that means they're not getting a bye week. The road to the Super Bowl almost certainly won't run through Miami. I mean, it still could if Baltimore lost. But most likely they won't, and the Dolphins would probably have to go to Baltimore again. Would I go? Well, I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. I hope we get to that point. So the Dolphins are very much alive, but Sunday's game, it really took a hit with their chances of doing anything. And at the same time, Lamar Jackson put a bow tie on the MVP. So forget the Tua and Tyreek talk. It's Lamar Jackson's award. But the big award that the Dolphins want, that's a Super Bowl title. That's what the fans want. The stuff the Dolphins have been targeting all year is still up for grabs. A home playoff game, winning the division, the first playoff win since 2000. All of that is still on the table. This week has to be an incredible week at Dolphins camp. They have to be able to lick their wounds from a terrible, embarrassing loss. One that also costed them manpower. And in terms of pride, the Dolphins lost on both fronts. They've got to be able to openly look at that and learn from it and quickly pivot. Because now they're going to face a team that's hot. A team that's coming in rolling. Looking like they were supposed to look before the season started. The opportunity is still there, though. Are the Miami Dolphins good enough to seize that opportunity? And that's a very tough question to answer. It's why we're all going to be locked to our televisions on Sunday night or we're going to be at the game watching it live in person. Or maybe you'll be locked in on your iPad or your phone, whatever device you're watching the game on. It's a very compelling storyline. Probably a better storyline if you're a Bills fan than a Dolphins fan. But the opportunity is still there. And I was there Sunday to see the debacle. I observed a lot. Tua, he was terrible. His shoulder got hurt at the end. He says he's fine. Dolphins fans better hope so. 
even though he was bad against Baltimore, the reality is without Tua, there's no chance for Miami. But he did not rise to the occasion at all. Tua looked horrendous. He's throwing passes and you're like, what is he thinking? What is he seeing? And then you look at what Lamar Jackson did. A perfect quarterback rating. He did it in every which way possible. In the pocket, on the run, deep shots, immediate passes. Lamar Jackson put on a clinic. What was Tua's response? Two picks and zero impact. He didn't make that game feel him at all. And what's so disappointing is the game starts with a statement drive. Miami marches right down the field. Wilson had the touchdown catch, and just like that, Miami was telling Baltimore, hey, we're here, and we plan to be here all day. Except they weren't. I show up, and then they leave. It's so disappointing to go from that to the rest of the game. What were they outscored, like 250 to 10 the rest of the way? I know those aren't real numbers, but you know how we have feels-like temps? That's a feels-like score. The knock-on to a, it's been big games and big moments. Can he rise to those occasions? And there it was right in front of him against a good defense on the road. It was cooler, but nothing outrageous. It was a beautiful day. It wasn't snowing. Jalen Waddle was out. That didn't help. Raheem Mostert was out. That didn't help. But the idea is that Tua, as the franchise, as that guy, can elevate the rest of his team. If Tom Brady had a few key guys out, you know what he would have done? He would have turned a few scrubs into stars because he's Tom freaking Brady. What did Tua do? Tua folded. So the narratives, whether those narratives are fair or not, the narratives will continue. And in this case, not every case, but in this case from Sunday, all those narratives were true. They were accurate. They were on the money. It's on Tua and he was lousy and his team lost. And he's got to wear that, along with the shoulder injury that he sustained long after he should have been pulled. What's Mike McDaniel doing? What is he thinking? I'll tell you what I'm thinking in just a few moments. I'm also thinking you guys should be at my poker tournament next Tuesday night, the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. It is a monthly tournament, and the next one is next Tuesday. That's January 9th. $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool, and it's only 250 bucks to buy in. Cards will be in the air at 6 p.m. next Tuesday night, January 9th. You could register until 9.30 p.m. you got plenty of time to get there. It's the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament with $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool. Let's hang out. Let's play some cards. Let's have some fun. Next Tuesday night, January 9th, inside the poker room at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. One of the conversations from Sunday's game was Tyreek Hill's drop. And that play was shocking, truly, because 
of all the balls that Tua threw, the one to Tyreek was one of his best. That was a sure touchdown. It took four points off the board, but the four points weren't the difference. It was just that type of game where you felt Miami had to play almost a perfect game to win it. And as soon as Tyreek dropped that pass, you're probably saying, oh, yeah, they're going to regret that play. However, you kind of wish it came down to regretting that play. But the game was so – they were so far out of it. Like that play pff, just kind of set the tone. Tyreek said he had a bad game. and reality is he's been the best wide receiver in football the entire season. He, he's having an epic year. One drop, one misstep, it shouldn't define Tyreek at all because without him, that Ravens game doesn't even mean anything. He's the one they've been riding all season long. He's been exceptional in literally every way possible, from playmaking to leadership to elevating his teammates, elevating the whole franchise. Tyreek made the Dolphins' prime time. So if anybody's going to get forgiven for a drop, even if it was a really bad drop, it's Tyreek Hill. Wherever the Dolphins are going moving forward, he is the dude they're going to be riding. So they better get used to it. The defensive effort Sunday was horrendous. Eli Apple, he was bad. He got beat time and time again. And I don't think this point has been made enough that the Ravens' skill players, they made some sick plays. Isaiah Likely, the tight end, he had that one-handed grab. Zay Flowers had an explosive play. OBJ made a sick catch near the end zone. Lamar was out there balling out, and his guys were making plays for him. The Dolphins' defense, they were trash. And look, they have an identity. They've established it all year. The identity of the Dolphins' D is they get after the quarterback. Jalen Ramsey holds it down in the back end. Zach Sealer and Christian Wilkins, they make plays. Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb, they get after the QB. Andrew Van Ginkle's flying around the field. They got playmakers, and they can make plays. But if your guys are out injured, and it's not an excuse, it's just a fact, those guys that I mentioned, they're, they're injured, a lot of them. Xavier Howard, he goes out early in the game. He doesn't come back. Bradley Chubb is now done for the year and beyond. They're banged up. They're beaten up, and they got impaired. Embarrassed. And as far as Mike McDaniel goes, I think he's a good coach. I think Mike McDaniel will continue to grow. He'll continue to get better. Having Bradley Chubb on the field down 30, you're playing in your second to last game of the season. You're down 30. You know you're going to have a big game next week. But you still have him out there, and he sustains a serious injury that eliminates him from any playoff games and possibly from games next year, it's inexcusable. That's a rookie mistake by Mike McDaniel, a horrendous decision. Mike McDaniel said he wanted the team to finish strong. Well, instead of that rah-rah stuff, how about starting stronger than being down 30? At some point, Mike McDaniel's got to realize he is the adult in the room. 
He's not leading a bunch of his buddies. He is the leader of men. He has to make the responsible decision. He is accountable for the health and well-being of his players. I want to talk more reality about what's coming up now for the Miami Dolphins, and I will in just a moment. Another piece of reality, world-class racing going on at Gulfstream Park. It is the championship meet happening right now at Gulfstream Park. The championship meet brings out the best of the best, the best races in the world with the best horses in the world, the best jockeys in the world. They're all there in Hollandale Beach at Gulfstream Park. I was at Gulfstream Park a couple times the past few weeks, and when I go there, I love Ten Palms, the trackside restaurant. Go inside, get a great table, have a fantastic meal, watch the races live right in front of you, and of course, you could wager on them. Heck, you could make a 10 or 20 cent bet and possibly make thousands of dollars. I see it happen all of the time. Enjoy a live race day at Gulfstream Park during the championship meet. They race live every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. To make a reservation at 10 Palms Trackside Restaurant, visit GulfstreamPark.com and then head on out on a live race day and have yourself a great time during the championship meet going on right now at Gulfstream Park. Uncle Luke Luther Campbell is going to be with me in just a couple of moments. I've had some long segments here, so, you know, some of them got to be short. Reality for the Miami Dolphins, they got so much to play for. There's so much in front of them. Reality here for Mike McDaniel is, yes, he made a decision where he should be crushed for it. It was awful, but he's a second-year coach. There's a learning curve here. You hate, and I mean hate to see it cost the Dolphins' defensive studies season and probably beyond that. But I can hope that this is a one-time deal and that Mike McDaniel learns from it. So the next time a game gets out of hand, either way, he pulls his guys. He's got to be smarter. The Miami Dolphins still have a chance here, albeit may not be a great chance, but Hey, the game is right in front of them. It's at home, Hard Rock Stadium. You beat the Bills, you win the AFC East, you get a home playoff game. Just be smarter with your decision-making. And the same goes for all of us financially. Hey, you start off 2024 with goals, your financial goals, your financial future, what you want to do. I know what you should do. Contact Trajan Wealth. You may be thinking here in 2024, okay, I want to plan this. I want to plan that. Let Trajan Wealth help you with it. You have life goals. You have new goals you just set. Trajan Wealth will design a plan based around those goals that you have made, and it will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. They're located locally in Palm Beach. Visit their site, TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com, or you can call them at 561-390-1000. Trajan Wealth will help you design a plan that is based around those goals that you've either had or just created to start the new year. Don't wait any longer. Contact them today. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor, And this is a paid advertisement. We start off 2024 with Uncle Luke, Luther Campbell, on a Luke Tuesday. Luke, you invited me to a party. You said, come, Andy. 
I want you to be a guest of mine. I didn't go, and I see pictures. I see DJ Khaled. I see Pitbull. I see the mayor of Miami-Dade. Kissing. I don't know why I'm making kissing sounds. But, um, Luke, I, I, I think I messed up by not going. I went to Baltimore. I didn't go to your party. Hold on, hold on. You got you got girls kissing you while you do a show now? Oh, no, no, no. I just, for some reason, when I said the mayor was there, I... I don't know. They were kissing. Sound. No, I heard a girl kissing you, but I mean, I guess that's how you are gonna start the year off uh, <laughs> doing your radio show. I mean, it's it's not a bad way to, you know. I hope she's kissing the right thing right now. Uh, but at the end of the day, yeah, man, you missed my party once again. Mm. You know, I, I I figured you, you know, you thought it was some different kind of party and you didn't want to be around uh, these different type of people, but you didn't know I was having a distinguished party like that with DJ Khaled, DJ Nasty, Trick Daddy, uh, the mayor of Miami, uh, you, uh, Dorothy Mendingo. I mean, the you, beautiful thing. And you know, by the way, Pitbull donated $100,000 every year to my charity, Liberty City Optimus, and then DJ wow. Khaled threw in another fifty thousand dollars. Man, I didn't and know And you that. wasn't there. The big, the big casino man who put posting all this money, all this money you making, and you wasn't there to drop a couple of uh, uh, pesos. I, I, I was, uh, I was on my way for a trip to Baltimore, the place you told for, me not to, to go. To, I told you don't go. I told you don't go, but you went anyway. I told you it was going to be a disaster one way or the other. <laughs> You're dealing with Kodak Black, a.k.a. Lamar Jackson. It, it was a disaster. It, it what was, do you it, think it, was going to happen? You think you was just going to mosey on up into Baltimore and get a win and get the dub? Oh, I, no, no. I mean, no, I no, thought no. it would be a good game, Luke. I didn't think it would be a blowout like it was. I told you don't go. And all your comrades, all your little friends who, who get on the thing and, and send you texts and DMs, don't worry about Luther. Go. Don't worry about Luther. Luther is just talking smack. I told you, Andy. Well, yeah, they, they, just, they just come on and, and send me messages that you're a racist, no matter what they you said, say. Well, that's good, too. Hey, hey, look, tell them to make sure they spell my name right. I'm, I can't help because I defend African-Americans. That's what I am. Well, you do, you I defend mean, me, Jesus too. Christ, I mean, it's a whole bunch of things that have happened. If you if you feel like I'm a racist for defending African-Americans for the injustices that uh, that happens to us on a daily basis, then you're a racist. Put it like that. Luke, let's I, I just... What, I, let's talk sports and not yeah, politics. Yeah, I, I went to Baltimore, Luke. You told me don't go. I, I went anyway. I saw a blowout. I was there for like two hours. Um, It, it was a mess. You probably uh, got a plane delay, missed the flight. I did. I, no, I, mean, I it had to be a whole lot of other... Tra uh, I got you know, there late. I got there late because it was snowing in Chicago and they had to de-ice the plane and... It, it was a mess. And then I had to drive to D.C. afterwards to catch a flight. That was delayed. I, I, you know what? In 2024, maybe I should just take your advice, Uncle Luke. Hey, man, you should, I'm telling you. I'll help you save a lot of money and a lot of time for going to a lot of different exotic places. But, you know, ain't nothing like Columbia. I got to take your advice and go there one day. So, Luke, about sports, about the Dolphins, it was a disaster on Sunday where do you see this team headed now? You have a, you're very, very opinionated online. You're doing lives on Facebook and Instagram. You're saying all these things. Are the Dolphins finished now, or are things going to get going again? 
Not really. I mean, the only only downside to this I see is the two defensive ends that they started off the year, Chubb and uh, our, uh, you know, our Hurricane. I mean, you know, th- those two guys being out, that's that's hard. That's bad. You know what I'm saying? That's hard to replace this time of year. That is the only thing. I mean, you know, hey, look, uh, our other uh, 25, 25 stay hurt, so we ain't missing it, nothing in that department. They're going to have to fix number four. You know, I think, you know, the team bounced back every time they lost a game. You know, the coach came in, made some adjustments. They're going to have to make some adjustments for what they do going down the stretch because I think everybody has figured this offense out. They've figured out Tariq Hill, you know, and, you know, with Waddle and three out of the game, you know, you had some 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 practice squad guys out there playing receiver. You know, the Dolphins are kind of banged up. They're going to have to seriously look for some some players to help them going down the stretch on the wide receiver and the defensive well, end. That doesn't sound, that doesn't sound good, though, when you're about look. to take on Buffalo for the division. I mean, Buffalo has been a machine lately. So how what can you do? Because you hype people up. You, you're a party guy. You host events. You're, you're doing all these shows, Luke. You get on stage. You get the crowd going. How can you, Uncle Luke, on this Tuesday, get the Dolphins fans going to make them believe they are going to win Sunday night? The, 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 let me tell you, the fan base is going to have to come in there and meet a difference, you know. And, and I'm not, and this not, this not being a joke because this team is really, really banged up, and the fans are going to have to be the old school Orange Bowl rowdy fans. They can't come up there sitting on their butt sitting in their little plush seats, you know, all off in club live in the in the building, you know, too busy worrying about looking at the girls and all that, the, in, in the bar and all that. They're going to have to be in their seats screaming at a very, very high level the entire game. They're going to have to be disruptive because this team is banged up and they're going to need that energy from the crowd. I'm just going to keep it 100. I mean, because this time of year with this team right now who's who's hurt like they're hurt, they're going to need that energy for those those guys who are not starters at the beginning of the year to get motivated to play at a very high level, at a level that they're not expected to play at. And that's only going to be the fans. So the fans need to be very excited. That's that's they how... need to be they need to be rowdy. <laughs> I mean to board, borderline throwing throwing stuff on the field. Well, if they're throwing things on the field, that means the season's uh, essentially no, over because they wouldn't no, win the no, division. they got to start. No, don't throw nothing on the field. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying borderline that. I mean, they got to be rowdy. They got to be talking trash. I mean, those people who sitting in them, them beautiful seats right behind Buffalo bench, bench, they got to give. They got to get it. That team, Buffalo Bills, can easily be rattled, rattled from the fans. I mean, if you if you see Diggs and and him always interacting with fans and fans getting on him, you know what I'm saying? At them crucial moments when he him and his quarterback ain't on the same page, I mean, it's do it's practically do or die for that team. And you gotta be, we have to be rowdy. This fan base have to be rowdy. This team is gonna pick it up. Wilkins is gonna do what he got to do. This, I mean, you know, we're down. You know, we're down one more DN. You know, a linebacker, we're going to have to, I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to have to be get up and go, show show out. And if you're going to come, show out. Don't get too drunk in the parking lot. 
Uncle Luke Luther Campbell with us here on a Luke Tuesday on the Andy Slater Show. Luke, I only got about two minutes to go. Um, we pretty much, I, I think all of us, watched the games last night, college football. Uh, the Canes were all watching online to see who they're going to get at quarterback. Uh, Cam Ward, he's going to the National Football League. Where do you think the Canes go next? Because, I mean, they can't roll with what they had last year, right? Well, the thing, what they have last year, he was on the sideline of Wisconsin. Thank God for that. Well, I'm I talking mean, about backup-wise. I, 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 I like Ja'Cory Brown, Ja'Cory Brown. I like him for more reasons than one. I think he got a chip on his shoulder. He can make all the throws. You saw that in the game. You know, the, the question I have is the offensive play calling, the style of the offense not rotating the receivers. We're probably going to go in this year with a whole brand new set of re- re- receivers with no experience. I mean, we lost uh, four to Georgia because we, uh, you know, some reports said they didn't want to pay him the extra 40000 They thought he was going to go to FIU, but unfortunately ended up at Georgia. They always said they got all the money. They're not going to get outbid by anybody. Obviously, that happened. Big mistake in that department. Three is... Somewhat out of control. I blame that on coaches. Coaches got to be able to control their players. So well, at least, se- at least seven staying. Seven say staying. Yeah. You're gonna have one guy come back. You know this team. <laughs> this team is in is in serious is in serious problems. I'm gonna just say that on the offensive side of the ball. You got a lot of guys coming back. You lost two safeties. You know what I'm saying. You lost. You know again. You lost D linemen. So this team is going to have to rebuild real fast, and oh, we can't we keep doing again. this portal thing. Oh, here we go again. No, it's a yes. The rebuild. Dolphins are falling apart. Uh, now UM needs to rebuild again. Uh, you, when you, when, when you, Andy, what part of this you don't understand? Maybe we if you just... got one returning receiver and you don't have a starting quarterback coming back, you, you just banged up Fletcher and you lost, uh, you lost a running back to the portal, your second string running back who was starting at the beginning of the year, you lost him because when when he when you didn't take a knee and the guy and the referee oh. cheated you and stripped the ball, you did not play this kid. You gave him five snaps the next game. So basically you put the game on him. You punished him for a referee mistake. So he jumps in the portal, Cheney. You're in a rebuild, Andy. 2024 is off to a great start, Uncle Luke. I got facts and receipts. No, I get so it. this team with this head coach, he need to get his stuff together. I mean, and you had that on top of the game management. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm just keeping it 1,000. Luke, can I, can, I get you, can I get you to um, put in a parlay this weekend? That's my last question. I, I really don't know how this betting I'll, really I'll show you. I'll show you. We can win money together. Uh, and, and I'm pretty sure I'll do very good because, you know, I have a lot of insight on a lot of, you know, some. Hey, I did talk to Harbaugh last night on the airplane. You spoke to Harbaugh on the airplane? Yeah. E- explain. He was on the plane. Where were you? No, I was on my phone on FaceTime. I called up my good friend, Coach Clink, the DB coach, who I told Miami to hire, but they didn't hire him. They never hire anybody. I tell them to hire. They should hire Chris Perkins to work with the quarterbacks. But when I got him on the phone, he said, man, Coach, I want to holler at you. And I said, hey, Coach, how you feeling? You're looking good, baby. You're going to the natty. Hey, 
and we had a nice little chat. I can't tell you everything we chatted about because, you know, I, I just, you know, I don't want no Slater scoops. Is he staying at Michigan? I, I No comment. What do you mean? No, this is a radio show. How do you do no comment? I could do no. I could say no comment. Well, I know you could say it, but I got to follow up with. What? No comment, and then you're gonna get another. Wait, why waste all this beautiful? Do you? Do you believe? And all these New Yorkers who listen to your show time on here. Do you? He's not going in nowhere. He's not going to the Jets. Do 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 you <laughs> believe? Do you believe he'll be coaching at Michigan next year? I'm not, no comment. I'm not bothered well, I'm with, that. You I'm you I, with that. I'm just asking you your opinion. I'm asking you your opinion. I did not have that conversation with that man, man. I was talking to this man about the great win and congratulating him on the great win. And, hey, look, and, you know, and he just was so happy. The, the guy was so happy about his team and his yeah. players. He said, man, my be. team and my players, man, you know, you know, these guys work their tail off. They do it, and that he he is so much of my team. Was Stephen Ross know, he, on the phone with him too? He don't take no credit for nothing, you know. And a lot of guys got to be like that, especially around here. You you know when you when you're a real football coach, a head coach, you're in a lose lose situation. If you if you win, you give the credit to your team. If you lose, then you take all the responsibility. Not Cheney, the backup running back, and let him get in the portal. You take the full responsibility for your team in this action. That's why I like Mike McDaniels as McDaniels. Yeah, I, know I love throw, him. That's like a thing you do. I, I love him. You put that's an ass a brother. In the he's a brother. He's a brother. I keep. T I told you he's a brother. The man, Daddy, is black. Okay. So you throw an S on the end of his That's last why name. he got swag, and that's why he looked like that on the sideline. I just hope he wins. I mean, I, I, I hope, hey, I, I hope I, he wins. I got faith in him. Listen, man. Let me tell you something. If I have to go out there and get this fan base revved up, then I'm gonna I'm gonna let everybody know my services are available. Luke, I hope you had a great birthday. I saw you had a great party. Congratulations on everything. Parties with an S. Parties, I know, but the one with none DJ that you Khaled didn't show up to. You supposed to be my friend. I was in Baltimore. I mean, no, you you supposed you missed two parties. I went to Baltimore. Not one. I went to Baltimore. You know, you, that was just one party. You you missed the other party at the at the Think Thing Club. I'm 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 like a bad because you're too busy gambling. You, you showed up to my birthday dinner. At yes, Joe's. I did. You did. Well, I'll see you soon, my friend. Hey, Andy, you have a great uh, rest of the week and oh, go Dolphins and go Cowboys <laughs> and Raiders. See, see you later, <laughs> buddy, Uncle Luke, Luther Campbell. Oh. 2024. Sports is off to a great start. All right, that's all the time I got for this Tuesday afternoon. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll do it again tomorrow. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.